0: Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue the podcast. I'm Sean Smith. So, how do you spell crisis? If you're Francis Curry, C H R I S I S. On this episode of the podcast, we'll talk with the UK broadcast veteran and consultant on why radio needs to pay more attention to the 15 to 25 demo and get serious about competing on content. We'll also dive into Curry's new service, Smash Prep for on-air performers and talk about how UK radio has been weathering COVID-19. Why don't you walk me through the genesis of uh, the idea for Smash Prep? So I was working
1: with Virgin Radio in the UK and there's a guy who does a show there called Bam, who is a very established UK radio presenter. And we were talking about the challenge that music radio presenters face. You know, you end up with tighter and tighter rotations I mean, I guess it's even more acute on a CHR station, but any format, typically, you know, the level of competition has increased, which means stations have become more and more focused, which means as an on-air personality, especially if you're doing a long shift, you can play the song two or three times in a single shift. If you're voice tracking, um, you can end up doing four or five shifts and talking about the same song a lot. And the challenge is trying to find new things to say which are One of three things for the audience, interesting, entertaining, or useful. And you can dive into social media, and then you can dive into Google and try and find stuff. But it's a time thief. And we were talking about, wouldn't it be great if there was a dashboard or a console that just pulled everything in? So that if you've got two minutes left on a song or two minutes to prepare the next break or you're working in advance and you're putting the show together in advance, you've just got a single place where you can pull in Twitter, Facebook, news feeds, Instagram, Wikipedia, Song Facts, the artist's website. And it's all just served up for you and updated in real time. So I think, you know, the traditional... Um, prep services are really targeted at breakfast shows or morning shows. Uh, and they're full of topical content and funny content. For a typical music jock, in some ways, the challenge is harder, It's keeping that performance fresh and keeping that content fresh. And that was the problem we started out trying to solve. And I'm absolutely delighted with the results. And people who use it say it's transformational. It's just made such a difference. As I say, whether it's that last minute grab something i need to say something next or it's working in advance and getting a bit deeper into the artist and just seeing things from different points of view
0: and it's funny because i was uh i think i messaged you one day i was listening to radio one and at BBC and and the on-air performers were literally bemoaning the fact that they didn't have (laughs) uh, something new to say about uh, the music they were playing so I think it it is a it's immediacy I think uh, as well if you look at uh, even you know on this side of the pond with the election that has been happening in the US things are changing minute by minute I, I can see why the users are just loving it.
1: Absolutely and you know From a program director's point of view, it overcomes that challenge of, you know, what's the presenter for? As they say less and less, what they say has got to count
0: for more. And this is a way of making sure that every break, you know, is relevant, interesting and useful. Well let's get into that a little bit. At this juncture where we have Spotify and all the other streaming services, music radio in in general, over the air radio, it's important for us to really reconnect with what makes us different from a streaming service that has no personality at all. Where do you think that radio, music radio ought to be going vis-a-vis what's in between the records?
1: You know I think we're facing several pressures simultaneously and you know To take the COVID-19 example, which has shaken the whole world, I think the presenter in that case can bring real-time information. They can bring reassurance. But more than that, especially for people who've been isolated, for example, or who've been shielding on their own, there's a companionship that I think somehow we slightly lost sight of, but actually is very important. So I think the balance is people are less tolerant of bad chat, You know, the announcer or the moderator or the presenter has to be prepared and clear. And I would be a big fan of, you know, um, good preparation and spontaneous performance. And I think the job of the announcer is to be interesting, entertaining and useful and to be a partner, you know, and I think if ever there was a time where live and local was rekindled as a priority for the radio industry, it's been the last year. But actually, the issues facing me in my town may be different from somebody in the next town. Uh, and it's where in some cases, we've seen sort of the mass syndication or the mass networking be a bit
0: challenged by trying to superserve those individual communities who have a specific need. Before we leave the subject of Smash Prep, can you take me into an example of of how the the performer would be uh, using, interacting with the software on a minute-by-minute basis?
1: Absolutely. So there's a console in front of you that might be on a website. So it's a, it's a web-based app. Right. And in front of you, there are a number of blocks of information. So there's a Twitter feed and you can scroll up and down it. There's a Facebook feed. There's a news feed. You can look at the artist's Spotify account. You look at their YouTube. And you can also connect with things like um, Wikipedia and Song Facts and Instagram and tour dates and the artist's website. So you have a lot of information right at you. And I think, you know, there are several different kinds of music link that music jocks typically do. And one of them might be, for example, if I fire up Rihanna um, and look at her page, she has just retweeted something about Nevada voters and telling them that if they um, voted absentee to check the status of their ballot. Now, something like that, if you're on live radio, you know, Rihanna, who's really pro-elections and pro-democracy, has just been tweeting about this, is a, is a nice topical little link. And for me, one of the tests for a great broadcaster, is you know, if they could do the same link yesterday, today, and tomorrow, then probably they're not working hard enough. And this would be a great example where the topicality of that link is really powerful. On the other hand, if I go a bit further down the page, there's a new story from today about um, Rihanna and Heidi Klum, and Rihanna um, helping Heidi Klum with some dance stuff. Now, that's a bit less time-specific. So if I was voice tracking, I might get into that story and describe it in a bit more detail, Detail, knowing that it's relevant for several days. So it's a tool that actually supports you, as I say, whether you're in a live environment or a voice track environment or a pre-recorded environment, because it just brings so many stories together. And sometimes it'll be a very light touch just to show you're connected to today. Other times it provides you with the
0: content to develop a, a, a longer piece. So you can choose your context Uh, choose what to talk about, put it in context, and it saves you a heap of time. I think
1: that's what it does most. It makes it easy to get the information and it saves you time in choosing what to use and how to put it together. I mean, of course, there is still a decision to make as a broadcaster about how am I gonna treat this piece of of content, what am I gonna do with it? But there's so much content served up for you ready that you can actually choose the content to fit the situation that you're currently in.
0: With regard to Smash Prep, you're offering a free trial right now. Is that right?
1: Yes. I mean, because there's never been a service quite like this, as we said earlier, there've been all these kind of quite heavy duty information services for morning shows and sometimes for drive time shows. But particularly for the music jog, there hasn't been a service like this. And I can talk about it and I can describe it. And I'm trying to, and I've got it in front of me. But actually, it's when you actually get to use it and you take it in the studio, where you're fired up when you're doing your prep before you show, And you kind of go, the penny drops and you go, oh my goodness, this is such a lifesaver. So, you know, we're just encouraging people to try it because it's absolutely the best way to discover the value it can bring to you as a music radio presenter.
0: Then I encourage everybody to go and uh, go to smashprep.com and uh, sign up for their free trial. And I think you'll see pretty quickly why it is so compelling. And the other thing to mention, by the way, is if now we've got something like
1: uh, over a thousand artists already nailed. But if somebody comes in and they are running a niche format or there's an artist they think we've missed and we've worked pretty hard to make sure we've got a lot of the relevant artists, then you just fire off um, a note from the page. Um, We get it and we'll turn it around and we'll develop the new page for the artist that's important to you and your radio station you know we'll do it within a few days so that you've then got that available to
0: you going forward outstanding while we have you here you come to this industry with uh, you have 30 years of uh, experience worldwide can we take your temperature on what's happening in the business now in the face of covid 19 can you share with us from a uk european point of view what the effect has been in general on the industry as we are here in the fourth quarter of 2020 and looking forward to 2021?
1: I mean, it's been a seismic shift in so many ways. If we start with operations, there's the obvious stuff, like, for example, people working from home dispersed teams. Um, from a management point of view, people are suddenly, you know, on video calls eight hours a day, and it drives people nuts because... Of course, it takes more concentration and there's less community in a video call. There have been some interesting stories. So Virgin Radio, for example, installed a studio um, in a boat moored on the Thames at the end of their morning show, Presenter's Garden. Wow. And they had real fun getting used to it, but haven't actually used it that much. Guest booking was initially very difficult, but then very quickly people got their head around Zoom and Meet and Teams and suddenly particularly for those sort of personality-led morning shows, they're getting more access to more people than they did before. In terms of content, we've seen, I think, in the UK market, in a lot of Europe, and I guess elsewhere, an interesting journey where if you're a music radio station, it's been tough to keep things fun and light and entertaining. There was absolutely a moment where we could see from streaming stats and anecdotally that daytime radio listening was going up a lot To start with, with I think quite a lot of that extra share of listening was going to speech radio, with people just desperate to to know what was going on. As time went on, you know, after the first couple of months, I think we saw people migrating back to music radio because, honestly, there's only so much of the same story you can take when it's been running for eight months, even though there are dynamics within it. And I think the other thing we've seen is people probably being a bit more conservative in their music choices. And that's really, I think, just about a lot of us feeling a bit vulnerable uh, and not wanting to face too much more challenge in our lives. And actually having a, a virtual hug from a song you know and love is perhaps just a little bit easier at the moment than being challenged on yet another front to face something new and different. Interesting in terms of choosing content, obviously from a smash prep point of view, we've been feeding the machine with news stories, for your typical music radio station, you know, without gigs, without live shows, without some of the entertainments, you know, we, we thought James Bond was going to save movie theatres, but now he's been delayed until April. <laughs> um, and I think one of the other things we've seen in streaming stats particularly is that people are getting up later. You know, the the morning drive listen has diminished because people are not haven't been getting in their cars. And so, for example, BBC Radio 1, you mentioned them earlier, the morning show, the breakfast show there, is currently running 7 till 10.30 in the morning. Right, right. If you're a breakfast jock, what an absolute treat to not start until 7 o'clock and to be on until mid-morning.
0: Absolutely.
1: And then, of course, on the business side, we've seen revenue, in some cases, absolutely decimated. In some markets, we've seen revenue down more than 50%. Some markets have staff furloughed have staff working on reduced wages. In the UK, we haven't had ratings since quarter one, and we're not going to have new ratings until quarter one next year at the earliest. You know, there are four basic methodologies uh, for official ratings. There are diaries, there are phone calls, there are doorstops, and there are interviews. And the UK uses a face-to-face fieldwork as part of their information gathering, and that's just not been viable. So in this case, in the UK market, we're now looking at alternatives uh, and it may be that we adopt a new methodology from the new year, but that's not yet confirmed. I think if if you can look far enough at away, you know, from a far enough distance from this, then what we've seen is a period where radio stations have really been in survival mode. It's just been stay on the air. And those radio stations that hit auto and lock the door, I think, you know, will be getting the ratings they deserve. Most people tried harder than that. And with reduced revenue and reduced staff and difficult operational situations, the first thing was just stay on the air. Now, I think we're in a much more stable position where people in some cases have both reduced revenues, although in most cases they back up a bit, but also a reduced cost base. You know, I think we all hate this phrase non-essential spending or non-essential expenditure. But stations have cut back on things like training, marketing, research, jingles. So they're kind of in recovery mode and they're coping. And I think we're looking forward to when they go back to growth mode. And what they will need for that is better visibility uh, over the future. You know, there will come a time when the radio stations will need to reinvest in their business. Um, the people who do it first will have first mover advantage again because everybody else is kind of bunkered down. But as I say, it's a difficult time to ask radio stations to do that when the future is just so unclear. And those radio stations are part of groups that also have, for example, outdoor um, or out of home media. You know, that recovery is probably going to be even longer because they got hit even harder. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you see? Is there a new golden age of radio after all of this?
1: I think the biggest challenge we face is the listening habits of 1524s. And I think from an industry point of view, uh, we've, in many countries, neglected them because they're not big spenders. They're not commercially the most attractive audience. And historically, that audience has loved radio and has stayed with radio. The industry has focused much more on 2544, 2554 with large disposable incomes and you know attractive consumers to agencies and to local advertisers. And I think at the same time that 1524 cohort is much more tech savvy. They're much more um interested in what's new than what their mum and dad do. You know, imagine the 15 year old who wants to wear the same gene label as his dad. They're looking Mm. for something different. They're looking for something new. And things like streaming and increasingly things like podcasts serve that need to be different, serve that need to be portable like radio does, but also allows them to adopt on demand thinking to another area of their life. You know, even for us old folk, um, the idea of watching linear broadcast TV is a bit odd now, unless it's a major sporting event or It's a US election, for example. Those big topical events still drive appointment listening. Uh, And I think with radio, the challenge is how do we make sure we are relevant and entertaining to that younger age group? And I think the first thing we have to do is understand them and talk to them. Because in many ways, what do they need? They need entertainment. They need relationships. They need a community. They need a lot of the things that we do. And if you look at social media and Spotify and podcasts, what you've got is radio deconstructed. And I think radio is a fabulous medium and an easy habit to form, but we've made it difficult for them. So, you know, if I was going to respell crisis at the moment, I think it is C-H-R-I-S-I-S. I think we're just in danger of losing that audience. And I am absolutely not convinced that they're going to develop the radio habit Magically, when they're 25. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, if you look at Spotify, for example, they've now got playlists that will insert live news and insert travel news. So they're clearly aggressively targeting the drive time commuter. Um, They've also just recently announced the first breakfast show, the first morning show. Now, at the moment, it's going to be largely pre-recorded, I assume, and it'll be a bit clunky, but you can see the ambition is there. And if we've got people like Spotify and people like Apple recreating radio and committing to radio, then I think there's a an imperative for the radio industry to recommit to that audience, because all the evidence seems to be you know they're still interested and they're still up for it if we can develop
0: the thing that they want you've hit on it i think our owners in radio across the world traditional radio need to do that process and i think that we're in a moment where there's such a pressure to adjust and and change and reinvent the cost structures that i think we're at that precipice now would you agree with that a hundred percent
1: and i also think the time is now before we have a generation that doesn't have the radio habit. And the time is now also because we're actually seeing people like Apple Apple rebranding and calling what they do
0: radio. Right. You
1: know, if we're not careful, they're actually going to steal our clothes.
0: Yeah. Well, they're, they're actually doing some really cool stuff, but you give them another year or two, uh, and it's going to be fabulous.
1: Well, I think that's right. And the other thing that radio, the radio industry needs to understand is, you know, they used to work in a walled garden. We used to have this benefit of a transmitter uh, and a regulator who would not allow other people to compete. Well, you know, we are now in a world where we're seeing smart speaker listening and stream streaming increasing exponentially year on year. Um, and that's not broadcast, that stream, which means it's not regulated in the same way, and we are facing a new level of competition, and actually saying we've got the transmitter and you haven't isn't enough anymore. It was a competitive advantage, and now it's not. And if radio wants to get serious about competing, it needs to think about distribution, absolutely. It also needs to think about content and what's it delivering, and it needs to think about promotion because it's a noisy world out there. And without those three things, even if radio does some cool stuff, you know, the typical 19-year-old's not looking our way and is not going to notice.
0: Francis, it's been really great to talk to you. And if anyone in Canada or listening to this podcast would like to uh, reach out to you, how do we do that?
1: Oh, well, uh, listen, first of all, thank you so much for the chance to come and talk to you. Um, I've really enjoyed the conversation. If anybody wants to get hold of me, I'm easy. I'm Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S, at franciscurry and curry is ie
0: so francis at franciscurry.com easy as wonderful well listen i i'd like to reserve the the opportunity to uh, check in with you from time to time because it's uh, been a great conversation and i think things are moving really quickly and i think maybe a little check-in from time to time would be great that would be an absolute honor and pleasure if that's possible i'll be delighted
1: look forward to it wonderful